this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz we're being silly today with a little monster mash because we got a little Frankenstein storyline going today for Supernatural Season 10, Episode 21, Dark Dynasty. And uh, I'm repping a little uh, graphic t-shirt today in honor of Charlie. It was a sad day for us, wasn't it, Katie? It really was. I'm really sad. I'm really sad, too. Let's introduce ourselves. Hi, guys. I'm Lindsay Wagner, and we're really not sad. We, we are sad about Charlie, but we're here, happy to be talking to you guys everything Supernatural tonight. Make sure you're using the hashtag ABTVSupernatural. Tweet us. You guys can find me at Lindsay Wagner on Twitter. You can find AfterBuzz on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, all things social media, searching AfterBuzz TV. And Katie, where can they find you? Hey, guys. You can find me on Twitter at Katie E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's Campbell. Yeah, so let's get into this episode This that ended and broke a little bit of our hearts. It was devastating. It was devastating, wasn't it? For a second, though, I was like, okay, no, she's not. Like, no, this it's okay. We can figure something out. But then, obviously, we see previews for next week, which we'll get into. She really died. She really, really died. Uh, Charlie is Charlie has left us as far as we know right now, but they... They haven't fixed it yet. Even if she died, though, there's a chance to always see her again. There's always a chance to see her and for her to come back. We obviously know this is supernatural. They bring back 
a lot of mm-hmm. characters and people loved Charlie. So I don't think this is the last that we're seeing ever. I mean, I remember when she went to Oz and I was thinking, mm-hmm. are we going to get her back from Oz? Like she may really want to be there and be happy there. Right. But we do get a lot of the, you know, characters coming back. So I, I don't feel like this is the last we'll see of her. It can't be. <laughs> it can't be. But it was a very, it was a very rough episode at the end. Watch. I was just like, I remember I had to keep stopping and rewinding to watch the show because I, I was just sitting there like, what's happening? What's going on? And I like could because I couldn't take notes because I wanted to see the look on Sam's face when Dean was yelling at him and the look on Dean's face when Sam was yelling at him and just yeah. too much. I know too much. I don't like it. So, but let's jump into the episode, shall we? Yes. All right, Omaha, Nebraska. We see Allie going in. She's got 2020 vision students doing the research studies. Um, I remember my roommates in college always giving blood or plasma because you could get like decent money for it. I yeah. was, I get too nervous about doing that, but it pays your rent. It, there were little side gigs for it, them. Side gigs. It pays <laughs> her rent. And she's got the perfect eyesight, which will help her pay for college. Yeah. Her eyes were beautiful, too. Yeah. Well, at first, when I saw the uh, doctor looking into them, I was like, well, this is a moment right here. (laughs) He looked like he was going to kiss her, right? Totally was going to kiss her. That's what I thought. But we all know that I saw the tattoo right away. Did you see the tattoo right away? I didn't. I was like, what is this guy doing? (laughs) I noticed the tattoo right away. I'm like, okay, something's going to happen here. Is he going to like bite her face off or or what and then I right. thought because I was like they, it wouldn't be as beautiful as him kissing her but well I think that's what he was trying to do though like he was trying to have this little moment like later on when we see who he actually is and they're having that meeting the uncle says you know you were trying to like play around before the harvest so I think he was really trying to kiss her oh okay maybe that's maybe that's what he we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And he was he was getting a little side action in before he did the deed. Yeah. And the deed by deed I mean slitting her throat and then cutting her eyeballs out. And the janitor hears her scream, so he goes to check on her and he's fumbling and knocking at the door and while our doctor is cutting her eyes out, he opens the door as the doctor's standing in the window and jumps. Yeah. He landed completely fine from the third story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> swift, swift as a cat. Um, but I did know, I did know that he had to be a part of the Steins. I knew the Steins were going to be returning to the season, um, so I figured it was part of that. I didn't know we were going to get more of a backstory behind them today. We found out a lot of really, really interesting information about them today, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we then uh, see Sam and Rowena, and Rowena hasn't cracked the code. It's been days. Um, and she said it's because there's a code within a code. It's more complex than just one thing for her to solve. Because of Nadia, correct? Mm-hmm. And that's the one that we saw her turn into a little gerbil. No, that's Olivette. Olivette. Okay, so Nadia is the Grand Coven that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Who is part of the, the main Grand Coven? Who was the 
there's an there is another nun that or the the Agnes. Okay, Agnes is the She's one who the wrote one the book. Who okay, Nadia. The book. Yes, we haven't met Nadia yet. She okay. is at the Grand Coven. Um, and then we we jump to Shreveport in Louisiana. We see Eldon, who was the doctor, and he's getting scolded by his father. Is it his father, or do you think it's like somebody like the the president of their group? You know what? I think it is his father because his cousin Eli later on says uncle Monroe, mm. which I thought was interesting because I'm like, okay, I'm thinking at this point it's the Stein family because that's this huge story that we're going with right now. So I was confused as why his name is different. Why that was, was his first name. No, yeah. Oh, Monroe is his first name. I thought I thought it was Malcolm, but maybe it was Monroe. I I was not paying attention to his name because I was so much more concerned with what he was going to have them do, and he needs to clean up the mess that he created, mm-hmm. find the Winchesters who murdered Jacob, and bring him the Book of the Damned. And Eli's worried that you know Alden isn't going to be able to do this. And the main guy says to him, well, I'm more worried with the fact that you lost track of Charlie. And that was your mission to keep track of her. Mm-hmm. So you guys can go out and take care of us together. And he's also mad because Eldon was caught by the janitor. He was seen by, he wasn't caught, but he was seen by the janitor, which therefore gives him away a little bit and gives them somebody to look for. Because what they usually do is clean up the bodies, so then I guess it's like all the missing people out there could be part of this whole harvest that the Stein Mm -hmm. people are doing. What they're doing, they're taking, you know, body parts and giving themselves extra body parts. We, yes, we find out later that these, uh, they're, they're using these body parts for whomever needs them. Extra body parts. They're kind of like a superhuman person. Um, which we can talk a little bit more about later mm-hmm. when we see Eldon telling us what extra body parts he has. Okay. If you could have an extra body part, what would you like to have? A second heart. Oh, <laughs> why? Just, just to be- feel more and be, although actually I'm very emotional, so I probably don't need it, but <laughs> I don't know, to love more. <laughs> I feel, I, I love that. I also feel like it could break more then. Yeah, that's true. Which would make me sad. So part of me would want to want extra muscles so I could run uh, very fast go. and be like the bionic woman. Hence, Lindsay Wagner, I kind of am the bionic woman, but then really be the bionic woman. That's a good one. Guys, let us know what extra body part, if you could have an extra body part. or If you were going to do the harvest. If you were going like to do the family. harvest, <laughs> what would you like extra? Hashtag ABTV. Let us know. Yeah. Tweet us because... Uh, that's an interesting topic of conversation here. Yeah. Um, so Sam and Dean, we see them together in the bunker, and Dean's kind of questioning Sam and asking him, "You been where you been lately? You haven't been around." He thinks it's a woman. <laughs> he thinks he's with a girl. But like, I knew at some point he was gonna have to start questioning him because it's not like, "Oh, what are you doing? Like, why was that beer run so long? Oh, just it was just long. Oh, all right. Like, no. It's, at some point, you're gonna be like. No, really, what are you doing? And I knew that it was going to come to a breaking point. Oh, yeah. We knew that. I mean, Dean Dean isn't stupid. He's not dumb. He he has to figure some things 
been going on, and at a certain point, he's going to get to the bottom of it. But what's interesting is that I thought he was going to actually investigate on him, on his own and figure it out himself, but he was kind of, like, while he did have these suspicions, he was kind of told. He didn't really figure it out himself. No, and but... He, yeah, he he was told, he was given the information, but I think he was also waiting for Sam to kind of open up to him about it. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, they're always hiding secrets from each other. I mean, last year when we saw, you know, Dean knew that, like, uh, one of the angels had taken over in Sam and stuff, like, we knew that was going on, but he wasn't letting him know. So it's just like they're they're always keeping some sort of secret from each other. So it's really not new information that they're doing this. But we know it never ends well. Right. So they do, um, they're looking into the Stein family and they're finding out kind of information about them. Like they actually helped Hitler get started and they messed with the financial markets. And Dean believes that they may have even messed with disco or started disco. They created disco. disco. They created disco because (laughs) God forbid they created disco. Disco's fun. I think disco's fun. (laughs) I would love to have lived in the 70s. Saturday Night Fever. Staying alive? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They also said that the family popped up out of nowhere, which doesn't really... It does, that doesn't happen. No. All of a sudden, there's just, like, entire Stein family. Mm-hmm. And it began in the 1800s. The trail was dead in the 1800s, and then all of a sudden, it existed. Mm-hmm. So... Something's up. Something is amiss. So, next we have Sam and Charlie. Sam's gotten a hold of Charlie... Uh, lets her know that he needs her help, explains that they need to figure out this codex, they need to do it behind Dean's back. She has to work with Rowena and... Most dangerous witch is what Sam calls her, but it's like, is she though? Because we've never met these Grand Coven... We haven't seen what they're capable of. And we find out a little bit more about Olivet later too, which I think is going to be something very shocking for the season finale. Mm -hmm. Um... But, we, yeah, we don't know the actual... As far as Sam knows, she is the most dangerous witch. But I'm kind of scared because I feel like she's not. I feel like if she's helping him, even though it, there's a deal happening between the two of them, she can't really be the most evil one yeah. if she's willing to help somebody that is going to help her. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. It's um, And he's worried that is that Dean's giving up on the mark. Mm-hmm. And just letting it go. And it's interesting because Charlie's really reluctant to help, which I think I would be too because, like, we need to be on the same page. They need to be communicating with each other. And yeah. and would would Dean really be that mad if he knew that Sam and everyone was tr- were trying to help him get rid of the mark finally once and for all? Is it that big a deal that they're trying to help him with this? I don't think he should be, but I do think it's Dean's character to have, like, some kind of an attitude about it. But, like... Either we're going to get the attitude now or we're going to get it later. Mm-hmm. So deal with it now and, and get it over with and get the mark off. Yeah, because we, we're better together when we join forces to fight off anything like the Stein family, although I'm like terrified about how they're going to even fight them off because they're, like you said, superhumans. Mm-hmm. It's making me nervous. We're going to need some help from Crowley, I think, to get rid of this one, yeah. this group of people. Uh, so we find out actually too that Rowena is uh, actually Charlie's assistant. It's not the other way around, which I thought was a nice little um, 
Rowena, no, you're really not really all that helpful. And she's kind of making fun because Charlie's using a computer and she's like, all these years I've been doing this, you know, with, you know, what can, what can you do with that? And Charlie was talking about how she uses Wi-Fi and Rowena thought that that was an actual school. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, no, it's actually me nerdy, being a nerd. Yeah. Uh, and Sam has also instilled the help of Cass now too, Mm -hmm. because he cannot keep an eye on Rowena because he needs to, he knows Dean knows something's up. So he needs Cass's help. Once again, Cass is a little bit reluctant. They're all a little worried about Dean not knowing that this is going on behind his back and knows that it's going to blow up in their faces. And I thought it was cool to see Rowena kind of join the group and and be part of this helping. Like you said, there's a deal here. She's getting something out of this deal. But it was interesting to see her working with the gang and like learning that Cass is an angel and she knows things which she could maybe use to her advantage and they're, you know, something bad for them later on, but... I just, it was cool to see her character like that. Joining forces with them. It's kind of like when Crowley joins forces with the boys. Right. It's not as exciting, but it's still nice. It's still nice to see this bunch together because it is an awkward, strange group of people. You've got a witch, Charlie, this badass, like amazing person, and then you've got Angel Cass. Yeah. What, I like it. What a combo. I like it. What a combo. Um, and they're all doing this for Dean. I like wrote hashtag for Dean. And I wrote down, too, that Sam said, us lying to Dean is the choice that sucks the least. And I get it. I think I can see, like, where his mind is going by him saying that. Like, I really like that line. But I, uh, I don't know. I still feel like it, it's going to suck at some point anyway when he does learn the truth. And I think that maybe him not getting it out of his brother and getting it from the Stein person might be worse. worse. And it's going to oh. cause a bigger rift. It's, it, yeah. Mm-mm. So, let's jump to Crowley. We've missed him. Mm-hmm. He's throwing darts. At a person. At a person. <laughs> and he's got a perfect game going. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't know how you throw, <laughs> throw darts at a person and have a perfect game going. I don't really know where all the numbers are. And if he, is he playing cricket? What's he playing? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, the minions come running in and r- running in to tell him that Rowena is missing. And he kills one of them like that. And he goes, well, I killed the messenger. So <laughs> don't be the messenger. Go out and find me something about what's going on. What I love about Crowley, though, is that, yeah, he was harsh with Rowena and he sent her out. But he obviously still cares. Like, even though he says that, you know, you wronged me by leaving me... He cares enough to send his minions, like, go figure out what's going on. Like, he wants to know. I think he wants to know because he's worried about her plotting. Oh, really? I think it's deeper than that. I don't think it's because he actually, like, cares that he's, that she's gone and that something might have happened to her. I think he's worried because he's like, what's she doing out there? What's she going to get herself into that I'm going to have to save her from because she can't take care of herself. But he had to have known that she's probably going to go do something. Oh, sure. But I, I still think that he cares about her. Like, because, I mean, you know, he's been betrayed. He was betrayed by the Winchesters taking the blade and not giving it back to him. You know, he still cares about them. So I think he cares about her 
but he's also very cautious because he doesn't know what she's going to do. She doesn't know. What, he doesn't know what she's capable of mm-hmm. and what she's actually out there doing. I just feel right. like she knows that he knows that she's plotting something and yeah, is going to run with it. Uh, so we get back to um, Nebraska. Sam and Dean are there. Um, and they find out from the owner of the building that Eldon was renting the office for a month and having student volunteers coming in. And uh, Cass calls Sam. Sam walks away. Dean knows something's up, and he doesn't even take the call. He said it was a telemarketer. Yeah, he says it's a telemarketer. He doesn't even take the call, but he, like, walks away. And uh, they leave. Eldon shows up, kills the owner of the building, knows the Winchesters are after them. He's on track for them, trying to do his work for Malcolm or Monroe, whatever his name is. (laughs) And uh, we jump back to Rowena, Charlie, and Cass. Cass has come back with snacks, pork rinds. He he liked those when he was a human. (laughs) I don't really know anyone who really likes pork rinds. I liked him when I was really? little. I really did. It's like a chip, right? Yeah, but it's got like a little porky taste, but it's kind of like crunchy. Yeah. But like a like a Funyun, like is an onion, like a is it like a bacon chip? Would yeah, that be an accurate saltier. Would that be an accurate assessment though, like a bacony chip? It's flaky. A little. Not flaky. It's kind of I don't know. I haven't had it in a long time, but I did <laughs> like them when I was little. <laughs> Well, Cass really likes them, and he brings them to Rowena and Charlie, who neither of them look real thrilled (laughs) for it. And Rowena's talking about Agnes writing the book of the damned. She was a hermit uh, nun, and it was to actually undo curses. So it's a curse within a curse, and they inflict on one another. By curing it. By curing one, it inflicts on another. Yes. And then it's outside the main, and, and like that in itself. So we know, as they said initially with this book, that there's black magic to it as well. Mm-hmm. So no matter what they cure Dean of this mark with, something else is going to happen. Something's going to happen, but to someone else. And I think this is where some of you guys on YouTube might have predicted something may be happening to Sam mm-hmm. because Sam's helping Dean do this. And I don't know if they're going to like be able to push the curse onto a specific person because if they do that, they could try and push it on Crowley. They could try and push it on Metatron. They could try and push it on Rowena. If it's... Or do you think it's like the curse goes away, the mark, but something else would happen? I, but I don't I don't know if it's going to project onto somebody else or if it's going to happen to Dean or the person doing the curse. Like, if Sam's saying the curse is magic words or whatever right. it is. If it's going to happen to Sam, but get rid of it on Dean, or if it's going to happen to Dean once the mark's gone, something else is going to happen. Right. I have no idea. I don't know. We're going to, we'll probably find out next season. I don't feel like we're going to find that out this season um, quite yet. But uh, I loved the conversation between Charlie and Rowena. About, yeah. about Rowena saying, we're actually more alike than you think. You know, we had a lonely childhood. Some sort of tragedy had befallen upon us. We're outside the mainstream. Uh, there's a good versus evil line for but everyone. It, but people cross it. It's not so, like, black it and white. It isn't black and white. Saying. You know, 
I feel like I understand what Rowena was saying there. I thought, okay, yeah, you know what? They were, like, alone. You know, they, all these things that she was saying was kind of right. But at the same time, they're very different, you know, with morally what they do and right and wrong and what they believe right and wrong is. And um, Charlie, though, seemed like she kind of was listening to her a little bit at first and then was like, no, we're different. Well, Rowena also can seem like a mother figure to her as well. Mm. And there are similarities between the two of them. That it is that is true. Yeah. And so maybe you do bond a little bit over that and the fact that they're both trying to crack this code and help Dean. Whether or not Charlie knows the real reason Rowena's helping, they're still working on the same thing together. And she, even uh, though she's been more trouble. And she also Rowena also told her that the loyalty to the brothers will be your undoing. And it's kind of interesting because I think that's what she feels about Crowley. That's why he's failed, so to speak, at, you know, his king of hell because he's loyal to the brothers. And obviously, we find out when Sam and Dean are driving, Dean's all excited. He's glad they burned the book because this book is going to be you know, trouble, but he has been having dark thoughts, and it's he's glad to focus on something else. Yeah, he said dark thoughts, creepy ver- or visions, and violent urges. So, you know, this whole time we've been like, oh, is he having these things? He says he has, you know, but he says same old, same old. Like, he's just trying to just brush it off, and I think that's what he just wants to do until it actually does overtake him. But why not fix it? Why mm-hmm. not want to fix it? I know. So strange. So we have uh, Cass calling Sam once again, and Dean picks up his phone. Dean picks up Sam's phone, and a little awkward conversation, and Cass is like, I'm just checking on you guys, just wanted to say hi, my my driver, my car's here. (laughs) Like, it's very, very awkward. Um, Dean obviously knows something's up, Mm -hmm. and Sam comes in, grabs his phone, and just have a little exchange, and... Said he hasn't been talking to Cass lately, because that's Mm -hmm. what Dean asked him. Even though Mm -hmm. he obviously was just calling, but had nothing really to say. Because he knows something's up. He knows it. And he finds out. So we jump back to uh, Crowley, who's now talking to Olivet, Mm -hmm. because he wants to try and get some information about where Rowena could be. Something, some some sort of info. Get the dirt out of the hamster. Mm Mm-hmm. That was interesting how we had that full conversation with I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was really cute. Like, I mean, it just, it's what makes Crowley so lovable as, as the king of hell. How can you really say that someone's lovable? But he's just got this great, amazing personality. And this scene right there just was really fun and cute, even though it's evil. And Katie, what did we find out that, uh, there was a name given? Yeah, but we don't know the name. We don't know the name. He sends his minion off to go find that person. He writes a name down that Olivet gives him and calls that person a demon lover. Was that the demon lover? Or, okay, so Olivet told him about the demon lover, and he said he didn't want to hear it. Give me something else. Oh, okay, so the demon maybe the demon lover was some guy that Rowena was... She started to go into details about and that. And he didn't want to hear about that. <laughs> But she did give him a name that he is going to go out and find and murder. Yeah. But we don't know the name. Probably won't find out the name. It's a bummer. Once again, 
we're we're outside the loop. We'll fi- we'll find out in the next two. We'll episodes. find out. So Dean is out getting pizza, and he stopped by Elden and another guy, and they come in on him. Dean actually stabs the one guy. Elvin chokes him. They go through this little bit of a struggle, but obviously Dean essentially overtakes him and takes him into lockdown. Why didn't they have him hanging up there with two arms or like he was just chained by the one arm? Why was it like that? Why why with one arm? Why not in a chair with his arms behind his back tied? I mean, so that he could do what he did. Right. But, but I just found that strange. I was like, usually they're, you know, sitting in a chair. At yes. least, like, but if you're having them stand up, why not both arms? Just in case. This guy's, this guy's dangerous. And he jumped well, from I a don't three-story building and landed fine. They did know that he jumped from a three-story building, but I, they obviously at that point didn't know the superhuman strength that this mm, guy right, had yet. Right. Um, so, uh, we see Dean interrogating Alden and he sees that he sees them. He knows that he has the mark. Mm-hmm. He knows that that's why they're going after the book for it. And they actually the uh, the Stein family actually were involved in the stock market drop nine eleven. They have family spread all over the world. The book facilitates the intelligence of the family. So it's not like it's just this like. Book. It's that they're this intelligent, this super family, and the book actually helps. Right. And they make messes so they can fix it and have a fix-it business and then just survive like that. And they're unstoppable with the book. Mm-hmm. And that's but they dangerous. haven't had the book for the last 80 years. No, they haven't had it for the last mm-hmm. 80 years. But they are unstoppable with it, and what they're doing is they're harvesting body parts. So we find out that Alden has two hearts. As he pulls his shirt up, he's got two hearts. He's got extra muscles, which is why he can jump from a three-story building and land so gracefully. Which is what you would be able to do with your extra muscles. my extra muscles (laughs) that I'm going to find and harvest. Watch out. Uh, and that the whole family harvests. This is what they do, and it's actually the house of Frankenstein. I am obsessed with the fact that they brought that in. Like, the name was altered a little bit, but I am so excited to explore this Frankenstein thing. I mean, it's it's going to be more monster episodes, which means that we then stray from what's really going on with Sam and Dean and trying to get whatever storyline we need to get to. Right. But this is really interesting and fun. Yeah. I think it's a totally different take on it and going back into like that. So And it makes me really scared because he said that we're expendable. If I go down, there's endless amounts of people that are gonna mm-hmm. come. Like there's more yep. family to come. And it really scares me because of the fact that they're harvesting and this whole Frankenstein storyline and I'm getting nervous for like I don't really I mean I do get nervous and you know, supernatural when I these brothers go up against things, but I was nervous with the Leviathans back then, like, really freaking out. But now I'm really kind of feeling that threat from this Stein family. Yep. It's, I mean, when you think about, when you said these numbers are innumerable, they're everywhere. They're all over. They're living among them. It was like the angels living among everybody. But do you think that he was just saying that? Do you think there really are that many? Because at that little family meeting that we had in the beginning... You know, obviously they can't show everybody and they may show just people in that area, but 
I feel like there's chapters. So I feel okay. like there's chapters of people all over the world. So maybe that's their like little family that they have. And then there's people in New York and there's people in London and then there's people in Africa and there's people in Australia and people okay. in Tokyo. And so, so I feel you like think there are, I feel like there, I don't feel like it's like hundreds and thousands. It's like, I don't feel like it's like a population type thing like that, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's small little like families, like little cults okay. all over bunch of Frankensteins. Yeah, a bunch of Frankensteins. Like, different, like, families. And then they mentioned the author of the book, and then nobody They mentioned Mary Shelley. Her. Yeah, and that, because Dean's like, Frankenstein isn't real. And I loved this, like, this uh, scene between the two of them. I think that Alden as acting was awesome. I loved this back and forth between him. Um, I... I found him really well, like, just the direction between the two of them and the directing for this episode was really, really good, and everything mm-hmm. was picked up really, really quickly. I felt like I had so much to write down because everything was happening so quickly, but they were covering so much information that I just, like, couldn't write fast enough. I had to keep pausing I to, like, pausing write too. because I was like, this is so, <laughs> this is so interesting. Yeah. Like, hearing about the that they, the whole Hitler thing and the 9-11 and all that stuff, like, that's really, really crazy that they've been a part of, like, Love House Supernatural brings us into their world and they bring we bring them into our world I guess kind but, of. yeah no yeah that's why I'm excited to explore this whole storyline and find I'm out nervous, what else I'm excited gonna, yeah what it aligns with our life you know maybe there are Frankensteins out there <laughs> <laughs> that would be scary so uh, Mary Shelley did find out their secrets she wrote a book about it which is why they changed their name to Stein mm-hmm. and uh he Elvin asks for the book, and they'll. He says for giving him the book, he'll give up information about them, which we know this never ever leads anywhere good. It's like the Metatron situation where, mm-hmm. oh well, if you help us, we'll help you. No one really helps anyone. And Metatron was lying about some stuff anyway, so it's you like you can't know. even believe. Yeah, we you never know what what they're really gonna do. Um, now, before we before we get into what happens there, I want to jump into Charlie. Charlie's annoyed with Rowena mm-hmm. being there, and she asks Cass if she can just get some peace and quiet. She calls he um, Cass calls Sam and tells him the situation, and Sam's like, "No, you need to be there with Rowena. You know, you guys need to all stick together. Like, you can't. No, I like yeah, you. Said, you got to stay there. He says separate them into like different rooms, yeah. but don't let her leave because she thought something bad was going to happen there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we see Cass taking Rowena into like this separate room to kind of just leave her in there. They're kind of arguing, um, and. Cass just wants to leave temporarily to like take care of us with Charlie, and he comes out, and Charlie's gone. I knew that was going to happen. I knew so. I I didn't think she'd leave. I thought if they took Rowena and if he put Rowena in another room, that she would stay and be able to concentrate. I don't mm. know why she needed to like leave, but she just had this really bad feeling because she said that she thought something bad was going to happen there. So I think that she's just like taking that feeling bad and being happened like, I need to there. Get out. Well, what really bad happened was pers. Part of her stupid decision. I know. I need to say, though, about Cass being in the same room with Rowena. It was interesting when she said Crowley's my son, when she, you know, got him on the loop on that. He kind of related with her in a way of like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, that makes it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It totally makes sense. Yeah. 
It was, I, I like that we're getting, um, which Ruth had kind of said she was going to jump into, we were going to see scenes with her and Sam and scenes with her and Cass. Mm-hmm. And she was, she was telling us that she was becoming really friendly with Felicia Day, who plays Charlie. So we knew she was going to have to be in, scenes with them coming up before the you know the season ended so it's it's definitely nice to see them building relationships there with um more of the cast members and stuff and seeing her interactions with them right. for sure all right so we get back to Alden and Dean and Alden tells us tells Dean that Dean says the book's burned mm-hmm. and what does Alden tell us he says that cannot be destroyed there's a spell protecting it so the book is eternal. Mm-hmm. Eternal. Like there's no way it can be burned. So that makes me wonder how many other times have somebody has tried, tried to, to destroy it. Yeah. 80 years, you know, it's been gone. Like when that 80 years, like 80 years ago, somebody obviously took it and maybe tried to destroy it. I feel like when Supernatural says something's definite, it's not mm. definite. There has to be some way to... Some kind of a loophole. Break loophole or break the curse mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I don't know how, but so we know Dean knows that Sam's lying to him. Yeah. And uh so we he questions him. He questions him. He's upset. He, he gives him a chance to kind of explain himself and say what's going on. Then he hears a noise. They go to see what's going on and there's blood everywhere. And an arm. The one arm, because why would you hook both his arms, of course, because he just... That's what I'm saying. Ripped his arm off. Ripped his own arm off with his superhuman muscles. He'll get another one. He'll that's get another Yeah, thinking. he'll attach another one. <laughs> Absolutely, that's what they're thinking. Um, so, Alden doesn't have an arm. <laughs> Eli has followed Charlie. He finally has found Charlie. He says that she's at this Blackbird Motel. And... Uh, Eldon says, no, I'm going to come and get her. I'm going to find her. I need to take care of us because she's got the book. And she's under, uh, you know, a secret name, uh, Carrie Asima. And we, before we find that out, we find out that Frankenstein has started the Hundred Year War. And Dean tells us, nope, the book can't be destroyed. But he saw... Sam burn it. So what happened to it? Yeah, and Sam starts telling him. And before we even get to that, we get a call from Cass saying that Charlie's gone. Mm-hmm. And right then and there, I knew this was not going to end well. Something they're they're not going to be able to get to her fast enough. Did you know her demise was coming? I did. I mean, these Stein family, like they 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 really freak me out, and they're super strong. So I, you know. This is another reason why Sam should have had Dean in the loop of things because he's sitting here trying to cover it up and hide it and hang out with Dean, but he should really be there with Charlie, and then Charlie would have never escaped and done what she's done. It's like a sequence of events. Yeah, I mean, there's no way that they could have predicted that this was going to happen, but if... Dean knew what was going on. There's at least one extra person involved to watch over what's going on, have an eye on Rowena, somebody being around Charlie to help her, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, going off with two separate people instead of chasing after this whole case thing with the Steins and everything there. Mm-hmm. So Eldon's beating down the door. Charlie knows that 
someone's coming after her. She goes into the bathroom. She gets, she because she's cracked part of the code. Mm-hmm. She's cracked part of it. So she uploads it to her computer, sends it off to somebody. We don't know who she sends it to. Presumably Sam, Sam and Dean, Dean um, anyone who Sam. needs the code. And um, just as, uh, has, did Cass? Charlie calls Sam. Yes, yeah, she calls Sam as Dean is finding out the as entire... As Dean is finding out all this is going on. Mm-hmm. And she, he, they said, both of them said, okay, listen, give it to these people that are looking for it. Like, give them whatever they want. Do what they say. Because they feel threatened by these people. And she says, no, she can't do that. This is where I just had the chills the entire time because I was, like, on the edge of my seat going, oh, no, this is not going to end well. She sacrificed herself. She totally sacrificed herself. But but in, but in you have to also think, even if she did give them it, they would have probably killed her anyway. Right. How many people do we see doing something to help her? You know, even in in when you hear news stories nowadays where people cooperate, they still end up right getting killed or something. So, I mean, she knew that even if she gave them that and what would they have done with the code anyway i don't really think they could have used it any more than they've been able to use the book yeah does she have an entire copy of the book though no she just had bits of remember she just had like or did she, she said it was on her computer yeah. she only had part of it i thought she said but it's it's something for it's them still, to work with it's still something for them to work with um and, and i feel like they have beef with her maybe because of the whole Jacob situation and she was running from them mm-hmm. and led to the Winchesters actually killing Jacob so I f- if she did give it up they probably would have just killed her anyway mm-hmm. like they're bad people yeah they're not gonna they have no reason to save her life they killed the guy who told Sam and Dean what was going on in the crime scene and he had nothing to do with anything mm-hmm. so Dean and Sam are like we said both yelling at Charlie to just give give up give it up and she breaks her laptop and Sam and Dean are arguing in the car and I'm just oh it was tension and Sam is saying they all love Dean they all love him they're all just looking out for him they want to help but he's mad Dean's mad because he got because Sam got everyone involved behind his back Mm -hmm. they've all been lying to him this whole time I mean, you would feel betrayed if you didn't know what was going on. Do you mm-hmm. think Dean would have been different if he had known this was going on the entire time? Do you think he would have been more helpful? I just... Or would he have opposed it completely? Again, I think, like, he should be on board just to fix it and, like, take the mark off and do whatever it takes. But he's... That's just not Dean. And he would have put up a fight, so I understand where Sam's coming from. It's just... I just want to, like, shake Dean and be like, listen, we're doing this, Okay. The book is eternal, can't be destroyed, we're just going to try it, you know? But I just think it was amazing how Charlie stood up. I love her so much. She has so much, like, bravery, the way she just stood. And independence and power and, like, confidence. Yeah. And pulling that blade. And I, that, for a second there, I thought, no, she's going to come out of this okay. She's going to be okay. She can, she can handle herself. And Sam and Dean arrive at the motel. And Charlie is dead in the bathtub. That was devastating. I was tearing up at that point. Ugh. Their reactions to seeing their Charlie. faces. Yep. And you know darn well Dean is going to blame this on Sam. Sam is going to be really upset, knowing that this is kind of his fault because he got. I mean, he got her involved. 
Yeah. He wouldn't but, care if it was Rowena who was dead. This is Charlie. She's been their friend for years. He can't blame himself, though. She did. She left on her own, but mm-hmm. if he hadn't called her to help, she wouldn't have died. Her death is definitely going to... It's going to make the brothers very angry. You know, we see in the next, in the preview that Dean just, like, is going to do whatever it takes to get even, but I just think it's going to cause more of a rift between the brothers than it are, you know, than there already is with everything that's going on. Well, let's jump into predictions. Then. Okay. We covered the, covered the whole yeah. thing. So let's jump into some predictions for you guys. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Katie, I agree. I think this is going to cause a big rift between the two of them. It's it's even as much as there's been tension the last few episodes or even this pretty much this season with Sam worrying about Dean and Dean trying to brush it off. Mm -hmm. This is going to create an even bigger distance between them. But more thoughts. I think also, though, that after this rift is, you know, happening, it might make them closer in a way, in the very end, like, yeah, they'll, they'll go apart right now, but, like, they'll become closer in the very end. I think that her death is going to fuel them to work together against this family. So some... I just feel like you can't break the brothers up, you, like, forever, you know? It, there's nothing that I think could really... I mean, I guess there are things that could separate them, but I don't think this is going to be the cause of them not being... Brothers, this isn't this isn't the be all end all here. This is not what's going to break them apart. It is going to cause tension. It's going to cause trouble. It's going to. I mean, there's already distrust between the two of them. Um, but I think when we figure out what's going on with the mark, that will bring them closer together again. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to be working together to get this cure. I think. I think Dean has just given up hope on it because he thinks that there's no way. Where if Sam can give him concrete knowledge and say, no, we can get it off. Dean may be on board then. If he really, truly knows there's a way to get it off. And then they'll just deal with whatever comes as a consequence? I think the consequence is going to affect Sam. I don't think it's going to affect Dean. I think it's going to affect Sam. And then like the story will flip. So season 11 is going to be all about helping Sam with whatever happens to him. Will Sam oppose and Dean want to help? Sam may not be there. Dean may have to go find him and save him. Okay. I think Sam may disappear. So but like we'll have it we'll have a storyline for him like it's uh, he's not going to be gone, but I think we're going to have him go somewhere else. Right. Do you think that the mark of Cain is going to be it's going to die with this season or do you think like you said you mentioned it could possibly transfer? Or do you think it's going to be something completely different? Um, a lot of people have thought that the maybe the mark of Cain can transfer to somebody. I, I think that's possible because I mean the mark of it moved to Dean, mm-hmm. so it certainly is possible. But Cain lived with it for many years. Dean's been living with it for a season. Mm-hmm. So even if it transfers, like we said, there's going to be some sort of repercussions to it not being there if they can crack this code by the end of the season, which. We know that Charlie has cracked part of it. I don't know if it's the whole thing. It's part of it. She cracked the code to start cracking the other code. Yeah. But how many... It's a code within a code, but it's still like, how many are there? 
is everything the same? Does one code crack the entire book? Because then that nun really wasn't all that smart if one code cracks the code to the Uh. other code. You know, like, I feel like, I feel if I was writing a spell book that I would, like, write it in code, but then the next spell would be in a different code. I wouldn't keep them the same. Make it very complex. I'd make it very complex. Please, if I was a hermit nun, I'd have a lot of time on my hands <laughs> um, to do so. But I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know if we're gonna get the end of the Mark of Cain this season. I really, truly don't. I want to find out whose name's on that paper that Crowley sent his minion out to find. I, um, I want Dean to see that Sam has instilled Rowena's help because they already don't like each other. And right now, Dean does not know that. So this is yet another thing that Dean is going to find out and not be happy about. No, of course not. And what? also find out what Sam has promise, promised Rowena will be interesting. So, any more thoughts? Happening. I don't want Crowley dying. I don't want Crowley dying either. <laughs> no, no dead Crowleys. All right, you guys. That wraps us up today. Katie, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Katie E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's. Campbell. Instagram at Katie Campbell 13 and YouTube.com slash Katie Campbell online. I do a weekly vlog. And you guys can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lindsay Wagner at my blog, lindsaywagner.blogspot.com. That's L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y-W-E-G-N-E-R. We will see you guys next week at 11 p.m. Only two more episodes. Left this season one more episode till the season finale. Hopefully we're going to be bringing in a guest for our season finale. So um, stay tuned, you guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.